Strava Craft Coffee. It's rich CBD-infused coffee that you can purchase in K-cups for your Keurig, whole bean, or ground. Purchase online for 20% off using code DNVR20. Order online, it ships to you incredibly fast. You can try it at Carbon Cafe and Bar, Drip Denver, Slow High Coffee, Blue Sparrow Coffee, and Max Market. CBD is non-psychoactive, has been known to help long-term migraines, decreasing anxiety, arthritis, IBS, etc., CBD has done wonders for me, and since I've been drinking Strava Craft Coffee, I find myself much less jittery, and I promise you a schedule and lifestyle in where I drink a great deal of coffee. I was starting to feel the effects of it, but CBD has given me a ton more energy and focus with none of the shakes and all of the negative things that come from coffee. So remember to go online, purchase for 20% off using code DNVR20. And go. Ball in the air, deep right center go. field. Two run, home run, Trevor Story. Way back, Myers, he'll watch it go Chuck Nasty. Two run, home run, David Dahl. Nolan drives this high in the air, deep left field. Take a good look, you won't see it for long. I don't want to lose your love Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast presented by The Green Solution. You can visit any one of their 17 Colorado locations or go online to mygreensolution.com. Either way, use that promo code DNVR20. You're going to get 20% off your entire purchase. I'm your host, Drew Creaseman, the managing editor of DNVR Rockies. And on today's episode, I want to talk to you about Yasiel Puig. There will be a few other things. We'll get some questions in here. This may be a bit of a shorter one, but it is being reported out of a radio in Chicago by Hector Gomez. Uh, I believe I got that correct. Um, that the Rockies and apparently the White Sox are front runners to acquire the services of outfielder of Cuban descent, you may have heard of this guy before. He's been covered once or twice in the media. Yasiel Puig, a divisive figure in Major League Baseball in a number of ways. An interesting potential target here for the Colorado Rockies after... I saw somebody, and I'm sorry, I'm, I'm not going to be able to credit you. I've, I've read a lot of stuff on Twitter today. Um, just say... You know, for a team that took almost no risks this offseason, this is like a oddly high-risk thing to do, to bring in a player who's sort of known for off-field antics and, and a kind of a different style of play, you know, a personality that rocks the boat. Whether you want that, and we'll get deeper into that more and more, he's definitely somebody who rocks the boat. And so <laughs> this is going to be an interesting conversation. Let's begin on the field. Actually, let's begin with this comment from at 
Tommy Rocky, which is a great name, who says Arenado would love if the Rockies sign Yasiel Puig. And our, our good friend Trey Wartha Sean <clears throat> comes in and agrees. And I would have to agree as well that it's the type of move that injects energy. Also, um, you know, we'll break down some of the numbers here in a little bit and, and have the conversation about his on-field play and is it going to translate and how can he help the Rockies on the field. But there is, there, there's a very base-level way to look at this and say, look, Yasiel Puig has been a star in this game. He's a star-level talent who's 29 years old. And while the last couple of years he's been more of an above-average player than a star, it, it could be in there. And so that's your, your high-level desire here, right? Is that on some level, there's a possibility that Puig gets back to being a guy who put up 5.5 FWAR for the Dodgers in 2014, a guy who's gotten MVP votes and appeared in multiple All-Star games and hit throughout his career well above the league average in terms of OPS plus and WRC plus. He really only has two seasons where he was at the average. He hasn't really been below. I mean, a 98 in 2016, that's, you know, give or take a few points margin of error, that's league average, at worst as a hitter. He's got speed. He's still, you know, he stole 19 bags last year, 15 the year before that, not a ton, but he helps you out in multiple ways. And he's a right-handed bat. And the Rockies are pretty left-handed heavy right now. He's also got some pop in that bat. 24 home runs last year, 23 the year before. Uh, 28 the year before that. And again, the guy isn't, he shouldn't be declining. Like while his numbers have gone down the last couple of years, he's not physically out of his prime yet. He did get better after a trade to Cleveland who was in the race. He is admitted in his time to not being always fully locked in and focused. There were times in LA where he kind of got pushed aside for other people. And that could go, you know, bad. If the Rockies are bad, which I think a lot of people believe they're going to be, that could end up being a problem. You don't want the guy to come in and as soon as they go on a bad stretch, he just puts his head down and stops playing hard. You can't have that situation. At C. Jameson says, don't like him for the stunts he's pulled in the past, but he helps the Rockies, so let's get him. And at the big DPS, it says, what about our other outfielders? So let's let's go in and out of this conversation now. We can get back into a little bit of what Puig does on the field as we go through this. But, uh, you know, I, this is one of the reasons why I wanted to go ahead and jump on and, and do this podcast, even if it needs to be a, a slightly shorter one is that I've seen a number of people saying, well, I guess they're getting rid of Tapia, or I guess they're maybe going to finally try to way to get rid of Ian Desmond. And so I just kind of went through and created a, a depth chart of my own for you here. And the way I see it, 
the most likely outcome. Remember, there are a couple things that are important to remember here. One, the roster is now 26, not 25 men. And I have to remind myself that every day. So make sure to keep that in mind. The other thing is, and this was kind of a bit of news. We talked about it, but it slid under the radar with, you know, everything else going on. But Justin Lawrence, relief pitcher who'd been put on the 40-man roster, uh, has been suspended for PEDs. And so he is, the Rockies currently have 39 men on the 40-man roster. So initially, you can bring in Yasiel Puig, and you don't have to move anybody off your 40-man roster. You don't have to DFA anybody. You don't have to do anything there. You can let spring play out. If Sam Hilliard and Raimal Tapia are both hitting really well, you can carry all of those guys and Ian Desmond. So the way I've got it now, without Puig, I've got Raimal Tapia as your starting left fielder, assuming kind of all spring trainings are equal. That puts Ian Desmond into a bench spot. The bench as I have it, where do I have it right here? The bench as I have it now is Desmond, Hampson, Elias Diaz, whoever your backup catcher is, but backup catcher, right? Then Desmond and Hampson, Hilliard, and then you've got one more spot there that I think Josh Fuentes has an interesting chance to win. Maybe Jonathan Daza is going to get into that mix. Uh, could be another more offensive-minded player. Or if the team adds Yasiel Puig and he shows up and he rakes and he looks like, man, he might have some star still left in him. Or he, at the very least, could be a difference maker in our lineup. You move Rymal Tapia to the bench. You don't have to get rid of the kid. And that's going to be frustrating. He is out of options. And so I've seen people say, you know, oh, well, they just got to trade him or they're going to have to get rid of him. No, no, no. You, you can still use Rymal Tapia on the bench. Depth is very, very important. Just because a guy's not starting doesn't mean you've got to get rid of him. Um, yeah, I can actually, I can put this into an article for you, Davis. I can release this as just kind of a piece so you've all got it in front of you. I may as well. I, I went through the effort of writing it down here. But in that instance, Puig moves into either left or right field. I don't know what they're going to do in terms of, you know, Charlie Blackman being in right or left. Puig has basically never played left field. Uh, I think he could probably handle it okay. Um, he's got a huge arm. We'll get back to that in a minute. But whether it's left or right, you slot him into Tapia's starting position. Tapia moves to the bench. And then Fuentes or Hilliard goes to AAA because those guys have options remaining. And both could probably use a little bit more time in AAA. Now, if Hilliard is having a huge spring, you're still not stuck in a position where you're like, oh man, because they brought in Puig, now they've got to decide between Toppy and Hilliard. No, they can carry all those guys. Your bench can be. And Annika, I agree. Please keep Toppy. He's so fun to watch. Everybody knows that I'm a, a, a huge Toppy guy. So, um, and Tommy Rocky, you know, wants to put Blackman in left field. I've even heard, you know, what about a little bit of Blackman at first base or Puig at first base or Ian Desmond at first base? This would give the team flexibility to do any of those things if they, especially if Daniel Murphy continues to have issues or maybe they can figure, or he's having a good season, they can figure out a way to trade him, which is the question uh, I just happened to get in here from at Big Shirtless Ron. Um, 
yeah, I think uh, any number of these guys could factor in there, here and there, you know, against a left-handed pitcher, these right-handed options. Puig at first is an interesting concept. It's a bad use of his best defensive tool, which is the missile launcher he has attached to his right arm, but it would be interesting. Um, I, I, I do think that either way, though, the Rockies would not be stuck here. The the way I see it, your bench then becomes Desmond Hampson. So a couple of right-handed players who bring both speed and defensive versatility off the bench. Obviously, whether or not Desmond's especially a plus in center or left, he's not going to play center anymore. In left or at first, you know, that, that's up for you to decide. But against a left-handed pitcher, there's two spots there that he can play. Hampson can move all the way around. So those are your right-handed guys, plus your right-handed catcher and Diaz. Then you've got two left-handed outfielders in Hilliard and Tapia on your bench that allow you to either use them as pinch runners or um, play them in case there's a particularly difficult righty pitcher matchup for um, for, for Puig, for example, though he's got weird splits where like his power is actually better against right-handed uh, pitchers, but his on-base is better against left-handed pitchers. But that, that, I think, is your team. And you have then Fuentes and Daza right there in AAA ready to go. And then when he gets healthy, Brendan Rodgers right there. And now you've got like some pretty darn good depth. And I know people want to see Sam Hilliard take all the at-bats. There are some people out there who are just ready for the era of Hilliard. Look, man, if 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 he's hitting, he'll get in there. As much as I have said over and over again, I don't think that outfield is like the Rockies' biggest area of need. I do think they could use more pop in that lineup, and this would, would do it. I'm not that scared by his career down year a year ago. I think the prospect of hitting at Coors Field, hitting into those gaps, allowing his athleticism to play, like he's, he's going to bring a swagger to the lineup that the Rockies have not had in a while. He'll bat flip on home runs. I think he will enjoy hitting at Coors Field. And I think when he enjoys himself, he plays incredibly well. And everyone gets to decide for themselves what they think about uh, the attitude stuff, whether he could potentially bring down a team that's a bit more serious than he can often be, or if he's exactly what the doctor ordered since they have been missing Carlos Gonzalez and Gerardo Parra and those people that can come into the clubhouse and keep things a little bit lighter, be out there on the field and, you know, have some fun with it. Remind guys to smile and, and not stress out too much. And uh, he can do some pretty amazing things from an athletic standpoint, uh, he fits in in that way too. The Rockies could field a pretty solid rugby team, go out and play against the Colorado Raptors. But it is, uh, I mean, there's. A, I think there's a lot of possible positive ways that adding a Yasiel Puig could help your lineup, could help your versatility in terms of being able to swap guys in and out lefty-righty pitching. The bench that I just named there, that's a super interesting and versatile bench with Hampson, Desmond, Hilliard, Tapia, and your backup catcher. Like You can do some pretty cool and, and interesting things with that bench. And it's certainly more dynamic than what the Rockies have had on their bench the last couple of years, which has been a mixture of young players hoping that they can eventually work their way into a starter's role or 
veterans like Mark Reynolds who are kind of hanging on looking for that you know, last bit of, of juice. Here you've got just kind of guys who are expected to contribute one way or another, and you can put them in whatever position allows them to best do do that, to, to best help you do that. So, yeah. Uh, also, I'm <laughs> with the athleticism you're going to have flying around out there on this team, I wrote an article the other day about how they really need to start pushing them issue on the base is just using their speed to the athleticism. And if you're going to run that much, you got to carbo load. If you're going to carbo load, you go to Bojo's, the only place to get a true Colorado mountain pie, the favorite locally owned legendary, unbelievably delicious pizza joint Bojo's. I cannot vouch for them highly enough. I've been going there for over 15 years. I've had a lot of fun personal memories at Bojo's after big baseball tournaments or after big speech and debate tournaments, going, putting honey on my crust, getting the biggest, meatiest mountain pie you can. Chicago or New York, to, that debate is so last decade. It's 2020 now. It's time to admit that Colorado pizza is where it's at. And if you doubt me, if you're thinking there's no possible way, Drew, that a mountain pie from Bojo's could be better than what I eat in New York or Chicago. I challenge you to go there and tell me it's not true. You can get DoorDash to have them deliver it right to you. You don't even have to go there. But if you do, they got a bunch of huge TVs. They got a salad bar. You'll be able to watch sports, have a great time, put honey on your crust. And if you mention DNVR, you'll get a free honey cheese bread with purchase of an entree at all locations. I promise you, if you go to Bojo's, you will leave full and happy. Tell them that Drew from DNVR sent you and uh, and tell me, give, give me your review. I need to know. I need to know. So uh, a few other things I wanted to mention on this uh, Yasiel Puig topic, and then uh, there are one or two other little notes I've got here. But um, yeah, Annika saying that Puig can be like Para and help the guys loosen up again. Uh, and also she wants some Bojo sent to Maryland. I don't think DoorDash delivers quite that far. I, I wish we could have Bojo sent out uh, to you there. Maybe one day we'll figure that out. We'll, we'll get the DNVR shipping crew so we can make sure that everyone gets their Breck brew, everyone gets their Bojo's, man. Uh, so, yeah, one of the things I wanted to talk about here is defense. This is a really interesting question when it comes to Puig. As I started to get into a moment ago, do you put him in left, which is a spot he's never played before, and it's also probably the most difficult left field in baseball to play. Like, the reads off the bat there are really weird. It's super big. That would allow him to use his athleticism to his advantage, assuming he doesn't just get frustrated with you know, the amount of ground he's got to cover, uh, the fact that he hasn't played that spot before, so the reads off the bat might be really wonky for him to first get used to. But there's a there's a huge upside there because while traditionally you would say you put your best arm in right, uh, left field is so enormous at Coors that having a, a big arm out there is a major weapon and and it's better for the Rockies than it is for most teams because of the size of the outfield. And so if they go that route because they feel like, and I, I think they feel like 
Charlie Blackman was settling in in right field, not beginning to excel at right field, but beginning to settle in to kind of tame the position so that he can at least play it at an average level. He'll limit the mistakes. He's not going to, you know, the athleticism's not going to get any better, but if you've got Dahl in center or Hampson, and then in left, it's either Puig or Tapia or Hampson um, or Hilliard. Those, all those guys can cover a lot of ground and you can kind of shift a little bit to cover for Charlie, but that means any of those balls hit, hit into that left field corner are going to be tougher on the left fielder. He's got to be able to get over there, but if he can get over there and, you know, Jonas Cespedes that thing back in from the left field corner, that's that, that was like the first image that went through my mind when I heard this Yasiel Puig thought, because I don't think they want to move Charlie out of right unless they're maybe looking at him at first base. Eventually that could be interesting. Um, our guy Cade Walker coming in here with uh, some pretty interesting statistics saying Puig is in the 6th percentile, an outfield jump, and 39th percentile, an outs above average per baseball savant. So decent jumps, about average in terms of defense overall. But one of the things that those stats, those stats are measuring, you know, range, um, catchability jumps, all these things. And those are all very important. Those are the most important things when it comes to defense to be sure. But um, the arm, it is his, it is by far his best attribute. It is still ridiculous and it will make a difference on balls down the left field line, balls into the left center field gap. The left center field gap at Coors Field is where there's the most amount of space and one of the few places in baseball where a right-hander can pull a ball into the right, uh, I'm sorry, into the left center field gap and end up with a triple pretty easily. Like you can hit a stand-up triple with slightly above average by pulling a line drive into the left field gap at Coors. Unless you've got two extraordinary athletes who can go track that ball down whichever way it bounces and fire it back in with a right fielder's arm, you might be able to cut down some of those extra bases. Now, how many of those opportunities, you know, those are few and far between, but the, the cutting down on the extra base and the taking of the extra base, I think is going to be absolutely massive for the Rockies this year. They're going to have to win all those little games on the margins. That's why I wrote about the speed a couple of days ago. Every 90 feet, it's a game of 90 feet for the Rockies next year. Every 90 feet they have got to fight for they got to take their walks. They got to do what they can to move guys over. And I know like the analytics folks aren't always fond of this type of baseball, but the analytics numbers have these guys at like 74 wins, right? So to, to do better than that, and I don't, I think that's an undersell of the talent level on the team, but to get the absolute most out of their talent, they're going to need to squeeze wins out of these other places that are oftentimes lost in the metrics and having a left fielder with a phenomenal arm is something that I think could fit into that category as is having a lineup that can constantly put the pressure on in terms of speed. And this move would also fit into that category with his above average speed. He also, you know, the strikeout rate throughout his career of 20% is not great, not terrible. Uh, the walk rate of 8.8 .8 is just a little bit above league average, but those numbers will play at Coors Field. Uh, I, I do think that there's 
a real upside to the offense here, especially, you know, with the, the three batter minimum thing now, having a lineup that can go left, right, left, right, left, right, left, right. So here's my lineup real quickly. With Puig in there, it would go Blackman leading off and in right field, Trevor Story at shortstop batting second, so left, right, David Dahl back to left, batting third, playing center field, Nolan Arenado hitting cleanup, playing third, so we've got left, right, left, right. In fifth, Daniel Murphy batting first base. I know people aren't high on him, but I think he's going to hit, and I think he's fantastic protection for Nolan Arenado. So you got left. Then at sixth, in left field, Yasiel Puig. Right. And then seventh, Ryan McMahon back to left, second base, and then left again because Tony Walters, except on days when Elias Diaz is in there. When Diaz is in there, the lineup goes left, right, left, right, left, right, all the way down. And has some pretty good punch if you've got McMahon batting seventh. Like that's that's a pretty good lineup. That that's that's an opportunity to do some real damage there. And so it as weird as it may sound, Yasiel Puig checks a lot of boxes for the Rockies need. Not they don't need the outfielder thing in particular. And it does present the potential problem of, you know, is there going to be enough playing time? if Tapia and Hilliard have earned it, and Hampson for that matter. But look, let's cross the bridge if the Rockies have too many good players playing good when we get there, right? Let's let's let that be a problem when it arises. For now, <laughs> and, and and you can, anytime any player is added, you and this obviously hasn't even, we're, we're speaking totally hypothetically here, but you could point to some other part of the team and say, why didn't they get a pitcher? Why they... And actually, Adam points out, they they brought in Daniel Bard. I don't have a ton of thoughts on him. He hasn't pitched in a couple of years. He was really good for the Red Sox, like in 2010, 2011. Uh, he's 34 years old, I think. Rockies brought him in on a minor league deal. It's a, it's not nothing. Uh, it could be a thing. But it's the kind of thing that I think the Rockies have to keep throwing on the pitching side those types of moves at the wall. And I think because, you know, there's no guarantee that you bring in a guy with great numbers last year that he's going to pitch well at Coors either, right? We've got 100 counterexamples, including... Several on the team right now. Brian Sean, Jake McGee. Davis was all right his first year. But again, if you, there's no guarantee that you spend big money, you get the big name, you get the guy with the good numbers, he comes here and pitches well. Why not just fill the organization with a bunch of dudes? <laughs> See who pitches well in spring training. I do think they they could have, should have, would have added an arm. I mean, I'm not going to, I'm not going to pretend like as I put this roster together today, as I as I threw this down, looking at the pitching, I just went, if you had given them one guy, and, and I don't know who that guy is, and, and nobody does, and that's the problem, is they could just as easily have spent $8 million on a pitcher who came in here and pitched no better than Antonio Sensatella or Jeff Hyatt. Jeff Hoffman or Peter Lambert or or whoever else, you know. So I do think though that this could win a lot of 
faith? No. What's the word I'm looking for? This could win back some good feelings from Rockies fans, from Rockies players, from Rockies star third baseman. It could be the right signal to send that they are trying to build, that they do think that they can win, and maybe even that if the team performs, there will be further moves. I still think that Jeff Breidich has a pretty strong track record when it comes to trades, and if he can figure out how to make a couple of moves, and remember he made some trades, not huge ones, but trades uh, during spring training last year. I think Philip Deal, who the Rockies acquired for Mike Talkman, is a really interesting potential impact candidate for the Rockies' bullpen this year. Um those are the, you know, so not high-level moves. Of course, if you're, you're pointing out his success in, in trades, you're talking about bringing in Herman Marquez, bringing in Son Juan O, Jonathan Lucroy, Pat Neshek. Those, were, those have been really good moves. And if he can pull off something like that, if he adds Puig and pulls off even like a lower-level move, but for a reliever or a starter um, before the spring start or before the spring ends or by the time the season starts or maybe even just first month of the season... As we talked about when when Patrick and Eric were on, that could go a long way toward winning back a lot of people. And, or it could go nowhere. It could, it could also go absolutely nowhere. But at least people won't be able to say they've done nothing. They did nothing. They're not even trying anymore, right? Like, they'll, they'll at least be able to say. And, and, and Puig is, as a, and I'll, I'll wrap it up here, as I remind everyone to check out Blake Street Tavern, go on down there, tell them Drew sent you. Get the wings. The wings there are really good. Like, I'm a, I'm a big wings guy, and Blake Street Tavern knows what they're doing. They carry all the Breck Brew stuff. They've got all the sports on, literally all of them. Uh, it's a great big area. There's like four different bars in there, so you, you never have to worry about waiting in long lines. Even if there's a lot going on, you can find a place to grab yourself a drink. But... Uh, to wrap up here with Puig, kind of where we began, it would be a a shot in the arm move. It would. It's a risky move. Not <coughs> maybe not into like I have no idea what kind of numbers we're talking about in terms of money. Or and I've always been pro Puig to put those cards on the table. I know there are one or two things he's gotten into off the field that are a bit more serious and some. Uh, speeding tickets that were just insane, uh, you know, but I generally think it's good to have fun playing the game of baseball, and he does, and he's fiery. It's a shot in the arm that the team needs. Uh, There are other players who I could look at on paper. Tanner Roark was my guy. Right, And I just talked about all the pitching stuff. And if they'd have added Tanner Roark, on paper, I'm going, that's a move that that really makes the Rockies better. Certainly more than I would be saying about Yasiel Puig. But if it turned out Roark fell victim to Coors Field, like almost everybody else who comes from outside the organization, be it. And it also wouldn't have been a move that would have had anybody but me probably, you know, writing, hey, look out, now the Rockies are for real. That's not a move to put some over there. And, and this is not either. Let, let's not get it twisted. 
Yasiel Puig is not a guy who should have us all going, hey, now they're contenders. He put them over the top. It was iffy, but now with Puig. No, but as I've said a lot before, the mentality of this team is really important. They played with their heads down and their fingers crossed last year. No fire. And this guy brings all of the fire. I think for the mentality of the team, there may not be a better fit in baseball. As weird as that's, and I don't mean fit because like he doesn't fit in the way that he'd come in and he'd be like the guys who were already here. He would come in and be demonstrably different than the guys who were already here. And I think he'd loosen everybody up. I think he'd take some pressure off of people. I think he'd get to be the story for a little while instead of continuing down this Nolan versus Jeff Breidich stuff. I think he could be. From a personality standpoint, exactly what this team needs to get everybody going in the right direction. Because as I've said many times before, and you know, I think if this team gets going in the right direction, they've got the talent to win games. Probably not the division, but the, even the top wildcard spot. It's a good team. They need some young pitchers to come along and do their thing. They, they definitely need breaks to go their way. But at their core, it's a very good baseball team. You add a guy like this, if he starts bringing out the best in other people, in a weird way, and of course, there's the chance it goes the other way. You know, they get into some kind of weird altercation week one and he just goes way too far and Charlie and Nolan are looking like, who is this guy and what is he doing? But I, my read on that, I think they'd love it. I think they want someone else to be that guy because they don't want to be that guy, but it can help. It can really help over the course of 162 games get people feeling better. And for those of you who are, you know, always thinking about this, it does, it would push Ian Desmond down the depth chart. Less playing time for Desi in a world where Yasiel Puig shows up and is in the least bit good in spring training. Derek says, I have us at 82 wins. We add Puig, and I think it puts us at 88 to 89. Wow. I think it has a chance to bump us into contention. I think it's a momentum on and off paper. Gets us fans excited and the locker room. I'm really hoping hoping we pull the trigger. I mean, there's an argument to be made. I, I suppose we both just just made it. There it is. I mean, that's a, that's a big bump for one guy, but he does bring such a dynamic presence. Um... And it could even be the case that on the field, the right-handed power um, and the athleticism in the outfield that allows you to continue to bring along Toppy and Hampson. But if they play it right, and I know a lot of people saying, hey, one of the Rockies ever played anything exactly right. Well, 2018, not exactly right. But, yeah. Yeah, it's been, um, it's been an interesting day to absorb this news because I was not expecting it at all. 
Um, but I think it could be a great addition. I'm with you. you. If you manage to pull that together, they win back a lot of people. You've, you've just laid it out here. And if they win any charitable feelings back from Nolan Arenado, that alone might be worth it. So stay tuned to see what happens next. I did want to remind everyone that I'm going to be down at the uh, baseball museum just across the, and just caddy corner, I believe is the technical term, from Coors Field, Saturday the 22nd. That's tomorrow as I'm recording this, but you'll probably be hearing it same day. Um, it's going to be at 1 p.m. Manny Randawa will be signing books. I'm going to be there a little before and a little after, so if you want to come say hi. And it sounds like we'll be talking to Dante Bichette Maybe Ellis Burks as well via Skype. Uh, I'm going to do my best to record that for the podcast so those of you who can't be there can still listen in on our conversation. If you haven't yet, go out and buy Manny's book. Uh, if you missed the announcement I made uh, the night of the Larry Walker thing, I'm going to be doing the audiobook uh, along with Wayne Hagen for that. I've been reading some of the chapters here recently. It's such a phenomenal read. It's been really fun to do the audio for. I can't wait. Still probably going to be a while before we can put that out because <clears throat> everybody's busy, but it's so good. So make sure you get Manny's book. You'll be able to buy a copy there. Come down. He'll sign it for you. He'll personalize it for you. And uh, you can take a look at the baseball museum because it's also pretty excellent and fantastic. Thank you all for listening in today and coming with some questions here in the lives. Make sure you're following everybody on social media, at Drew Creaseman, at Patrick D. Lyons, at DNVR underscore Rockies. One last note, excellent point here from our, uh, from at Blake Rapp saying, joined late, not sure if you covered this, but if NL adds a DH, Puig and Desmond would be great. That's another thing I hadn't thought of. And there was one report that I read that said the biggest stick up for Puig this offseason has not been big dollars but years, and maybe the Rockies would be willing to go multiple years, especially if they can backload it. We've seen them do that with the Trevor Story uh, extension, and doing so, if they're willing to give him multiple years, that's pretty interesting if they had him through the DH era, just more, more added flexibility. So great point. Glad you jumped in just in time. To ask that question, though, I think the Periscope may have crashed just as I was answering and not quite allowed you to hear the rest of it. So hopefully you listen to the podcast, you subscribe on all your podcast networks, subscribe to the DNVR.com, of course, got all kinds of exclusives and uh, individual articles coming out, uh, kind of ripped into this whole uh, sign-stealing scandal once again yesterday. Got some more thoughts on Nolan Arenado and quote pieces coming up, so make sure you're subscribed to everything, following everybody, continuing to be absolutely awesome. I promise you, I will continue to be absolutely Drew Creaseman. And until next time, I will see you at the ballpark. This episode of the DNVR Rockies podcast was presented by Green Mountain Dental Group. Located in Lakewood, they are the best damn family-owned dentist in the metro, and they're extreme Colorado sports fans just like all of us. 
If you schedule a cleaning, x-ray, and exam, you'll receive a free Sonicare toothbrush. Those things are absolutely amazing. If you've never experienced one before, it will change your life. It's worth it alone to go in for that. Green Mountain Dental treats you great, just like family. They'll send you birthday cards. They'll check in on how your favorite player is doing. They're longtime DNVR partners. They show us a ton of love, so you should show them some love, too. They're only 15 minutes from downtown Denver, and it's really important that you take good care of your teeth. So if you schedule that x-ray, cleaning, or exam today at Green Mountain Dental, they will hook you up with a free Sonicare toothbrush and make sure you tell them who sent you.